0: The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. I'm up the podcast in, the, in the in the backlog. I'm trying to listen to them chronologically. <laughs> and like I was, I was five years behind. Then I was three years behind. Then I was one year behind. Now I'm three months behind. So I'm catching up slowly. Yeah. Yeah, making progress. Not like, uh...
1: Maybe I'll just quit listening to this podcast and uh, I'll, I'll I'll catch up. I'll catch up to this. Um, do, um, I'm I have only, become you more know.
0: selective as the years have gone on. Like there's been a few that like, yeah, this one isn't so good. So I'm going to delete it. Like there was, there was a green day one that goes like, they take three songs per episode and talk about it. And I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. And then I just couldn't take it mm-hmm. like they were so annoying and like, they were young and like, Oh, just, I can't stand it
1: when I was listening to uh, the Mark Maron podcast when it first came out and then probably about like two years ago, oh, yeah. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, he's putting out like three a week or something like that. Two, three a week. It's like, ah, oh, man, it's hard to keep up. And, and I look at, I'll, I'll look at him. It's like, ah, oh, I don't care about these people. It's like, oh, that'd be cool to listen to. But <laughs> I
0: haven't gone back to, thing, yeah, to listen to, to. that was, I think that was the first one that I listened to. And like, yeah, it was awesome. And like, yeah, I haven't listened to one in years. I think the last one I listened to is probably the Obama one.
1: Yeah. I think what was, uh, I think probably the last one I listened to I is, uh, JT that Leroy. Is. That's, um, it was a woman who pretended to be this sort of like homeless teenager named JT Leroy. And sort of like, sort of like the, uh, um, James, the proto James Fry just sort of like made up these stories about being homeless and being a drug huh. addict and stuff. Yeah. And so wrote these like poems and memoirs and stuff. And kind of like trick people into thinking that th- that that's who she really was and stuff and people were like oh wow cool and she was like eh, I'm, I'm done with this i'll let people know that it's really me and and i think that the she like hired somebody too to pretend that that's who they were so they could go out on interviews and stuff and like that person was just sort of like oh man i want to be famous You now like this person really is i'm gonna start like doing stuff and she's like no stop no people are dumb wow Welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam Catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guests and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon, and my guest today on this episode is John Farrar. Hello, John. Hello. Um, I have an appointment at noon. Can we speed this up? Oh yeah, sure. Um, who 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 are you meeting? If you don't mind me asking.
0: Uh, it's I'm not sure, but it's in hell. Oh okay, all right. So I've, I've got a, I've got a hard out at at about eleven forty five. So if we could get get this okay. going, on. I I want to make sure I make that appointment. Yeah, traffic. Traffic usually isn't too bad. Oh no, it's crowded. Very uh, crowded. I don't know. maybe if you take
1: a public transportation, I think that might be. A, <laughs> oh, that's,
0: that's a good idea. I'll probably do that. Maybe
1: like a bullet train or something. Totally. Or the highway. You take the highway to hell. Oh, how did we not get that? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And if you couldn't guess by that excellent riffing. <laughs> We're talking about the song "Angel" from the nineteen ninety three fan club single. The A side from it. There are about five, fifty thousand of them made. In uh, in
0: theory, is what people say. This is this was the first fan club single that I own. This is definitely the easiest one to procure. If you are out there and you are looking to start your collection, you can find it anywhere from probably five to ten dollars.
1: Yeah, I got, a, I, I got a copy of it uh, uh, not too long ago, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, I
0: think they made, what is it, the story? They made 1,500 of the first one and then 25,000 of the second one, and then they just blew it out on this one in there. Like, just make as many as you can.
1: This is a song that was written by Dave A., and Eddie wrote the lyrics. Um, the lyrics were inspired by a William Watson poem. From 18... and drugs and drugs,
0: there was definitely some, there drums, drugs. Oh. There was definitely some oh, okay. some substances involved in the in the writing of these lyrics. <laughs>
1: uh, the
0: 1892 poem Eloping Angels." Yeah, he says at the uh, the first time they played it was at the Bridge School in uh, 1992, and he says a little thing about a song that they wrote about being able to get outside of your body.
1: I thought the first time they played it was um May seventeenth in Oregon on Dave's birthday.
0: Oh Dave's birthday. They they have a tendency to play it like at least the times they played it back in the nineties, it was like at a Dave A moment. Like they played it in Dallas, his hometown or where he came from. So yeah, that that's not surprising.
1: Yeah, I think that was like also like one of his last shows or something like that too. Right. And then the uh brought it back a couple times later in what uh 2016
0: yeah do you remember that like i remember like, yeah. that tell your ride show in california or in colorado and uh i remember following the set list along and it showed up i think it's like the seventh or eighth song or something like in a completely weird spot on the set and you're like wait what like <laughs> are you are you kidding me like that song hasn't been played in 22 years and they just and yeah just randomly showed up on a set list in 2016 and that version is really fucking good too Mm -hmm. like that's the full band and like it kind of soars a little bit like that's it's amazing like i i don't know if they sound checked it or a couple times worked out a new version but if you haven't if you haven't seen that performance like go and watch it because it is is one of their best
1: Listening to this song from way back in the day, when you'd hear it and be like, "Oh wow, New Pearl Jam, New Pearl Jam!" Oh, it's a song that nobody's ever heard of before. Like listening yeah, with just yeah. the acoustic guitar and Ed singing, with the chorus, and it kind of like changes a little bit. The 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 it changes time signatures. At least it feels that way. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, it's like, what is going it's on a weird here? Song. And it wasn't until hearing it. With uh with Matt Cameron playing the drums on it, I was like, Oh, okay, I know what they're doing. There the verses are in four four, the chorus is in three four, and then at the end it's in uh it's in six eight.
0: Yeah. That that crazy outro.
1: Yeah, so that that's after finally hearing it today <laughs> on the, with the, that that <laughs> that version and Matt's playing the drums, it's like, oh, I know what they're doing now. Awesome.
0: It's, it's great. Uh yeah, this was kind of the part of the the quote-unquote fuck it will play anything era of Pearl Jam, <laughs> where like they decided to just yeah well, strangest Tribe sure Evil yeah. Little Goat sure whatever whatever you want to hear we'll just play it yeah that's kind of uh kind of what you get nowadays and they played it at uh at Fenway Park too one of those shows that was cool yeah but yeah only only six times total and uh since its uh beginning but yeah I mean and, and songs written by drummers are notoriously weird Time signature wise, like everybody knows evacuation <laughs> is the, the quintessential Matt Cameron song. Like it has three bridges and like, it's anytime if you've, if people, if you've ever been in a band, like don't let the drummer write songs cause they end up being super weird.
1: <laughs> well, the, dr- when, when I played with uh, the, the, songs, the dr- that the drummer for the band that I was in wrote, he didn't try to write odd time signatures except for, uh, once we started, once he started listening to Soundgarden more, he's like, Oh yeah,
0: let's do this. <laughs> I'm gonna call this the Phil Collins theorem. <laughs> never never let your drummer write songs and sing. I remember. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it starts out really weird. Like it's it almost starts in with the chorus, like there's it just goes, there's no real intro, it's just looking mm-hmm. me. And you're you're right in the middle of it from the beginning.
1: Did you hear it back when it uh when it first came out on the fan club single, or did you use? Did you get it bootleg
0: or? Yeah, I think so. I think I had. Yeah, I definitely had a bootleg of it, like one of those things. It's like here's all the Pearl Jam songs that aren't on the albums. And then I think I got the single in probably '97 when I went to college. Probably that's when I really started getting serious about going to record stores and getting vinyl. So think that was it was definitely the first fan club single that i had but yeah it's it's a weird song it's a weird riff but it's it's unlike anything they've ever done and it's just it's super cool like i'm glad they brought it back um you know hopefully if there's if there's shows next year it'll it'll pop up maybe once or twice
1: that we we got the uh the
0: newsletter says make
1: sure that your uh information
0: Uh, is all you these these people (laughs) with the things this is the sign that you're going through Pearl Jam live show withdrawals is that you will read anything into anything. Like how many times in the past, I mean, we're recording like spoiler alert. We're recording this in November. How many times in the last month have there been false alarms about, Oh, there's something's going to happen tomorrow. Check. Like they've been saying that for the last three newsletters, at least like, Oh, this is going to be it. Something's going to happen. Like just, just because they said, we wouldn't want you to miss anything. Doesn't mean that something is necessarily going to happen.
1: No, I think it's mostly been the fans sort of building it up. That it's like, oh, something's going to happen because it's uh, October. These these
0: people want to read into anything. Yeah, but I I don't think that they've
1: really said anything except for when they said that, oh, the the fan club single is being finalized or something like that, I think they said.
0: That was, you know, months ago. (laughs) We haven't... uh see anything yeah those haven't shown up yet if you don't if you're one of those people that still runs out to your mailbox every day just chill out a little bit It'll, it'll happen when it happens all right so i have so is this a is this like a sweet like love song is it like is it like a nice happy song or is it kind of a little creepy and weird
1: um i don't think it's creepy i think it's more of a sort of forlorn maybe unrequited love sort of uh song sort of like maybe i got shit at least that's how maybe it's because i i've been getting ready for that episode (laughs) i had so i kind of have that on my on my mind but it sort of feels like it's
0: It's like it like it, it totally changes like the lyrics at the beginning are all about you know angels and you know it gets super weird like like you said based on that that book And then the ending is just kind of like more personal and like it, the theme changes. I think like, it's a very weird thing. I don't know what, like it would have been interesting to have like been there when they were writing this, like, yeah, we're going to do this and it's going to be awesome. Like, like it's, it's a strange, strange song. Talk about uh, Dave A as a songwriter. What do you, uh, what do you think of that? Should he have, should he have been given some more leeway as far as, uh, as the band goes? I know he, we, we've we gotten some stuff come out in the last little while. Like, was Dave A like a secretly, like the secret weapon? Like, like, is he a gifted musician? Like, should he have, like, he wrote the riff for Go. He wrote this. Evidently, he played, like, instruments on Vanita is, is Dave A, like, did we not give him enough credit back in the day for being, a like, a, a musician's musician?
1: I think that in the studio, probably he'd like to fuck around. Maybe I think it's <laughs> sort of, if there's like some downtime or something like that, I mean, just like, Oh, Hey, let me pick up this guitar and I'll do this. And you know, if people are around, then it might be like, Oh wow, cool. But I think that, I think he was pretty dedicated to, to, to drumming and just sort of like trying to, to, to propel the band, you know, like rhythm wise and everything.
0: Yeah. Like I'm like a lot of people, swear by the Davey era. They're like, that's he's, that was the best. was he was the best. I'm not one of those people. Like, I don't think he fit in well with what, you know, where they were. I mean, personally is another story. Mm-hmm. I don't, obviously I wasn't there. I don't have all that information, but I think he was a little too like busy of a drummer for their style. And like, it didn't really fit. And like, he almost played too hard in some points. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I think Jack and uh, Jack Irons and Matt Cameron are both were both better fits for just what they do, like he kind of stood out, but in retrospect, like with all this other stuff coming out, like maybe I need to reevaluate that. Maybe, you know, maybe it was a little, uh, a little more cohesive than I thought with him, uh, having a part in writing all these different songs.
1: It's, it's always, uh, w- whatever yeah. excuse you can find to <laughs>
0: to go back and listen to old stuff, right? <laughs> Try to bust out your bootlegs or. <laughs> so, yeah. So we we'll, I want to get into this, uh, conspiracy theory, that I have about this song and connected to another song. Uh, So the song uh, glorified G Mm -hmm. is supposedly about a line that, that Dave said or about the lyrics are inspired by him getting a firearm. We, everybody knows the story hopefully. Um, So in this song, I think the lyric is like, is it, he is, I, I am far from glorified. Is that Eddie like doing a subtle dig at Dave, a like are these two songs connected in some way? This was written, I believe, pre- it should have been written before. Yeah, but but in in glorified G, like did he go back and like, oh, I need a title for the song. Oh, he wrote that song and said, uh, we wrote that song and it's far from glorified. I'm gonna put that in this title to fuck with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I I don't know. I've I, I've never uh... I thought that, but I mean. There's there's a bunch of other songs where it's got the uh, you know just different words that
0: did they is is glorified a song that shows up a lot in Pearl Jam songs besides these two off the top of my head I do not know I don't think so I think there might be something to this I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check into this deeper and get back to you <laughs> okay you're gonna be uh you're gonna get back to me and uh when I have you back in uh, in vitology season it's gonna take longer than that probably. <laughs> Let's shoot for let's shoot for Backspacer conservatively. Oh, okay.
1: In, my, uh, in my, my schedule's years. pretty full. <laughs> I,
0: I got all these I got all these new appointments I gotta get to. Like it's 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 gonna be a while. Yeah.
1: Um this was also uh part of the 2018 Yule log video. Oh yeah, remember that?
0: Wow, I had completely forgotten about that.
1: Uh this was also on on the uh the Lost Dogs promo CD. That sort of circulated a little bit. There yeah, was a, uh, a, but not on Lost Dogs. Yeah, there was a a note on disc two that said uh, track ten, Angel missing. So I don't know if they originally planned it to be on Lost Dogs, maybe. And...
0: Yeah, I think there were there was a few that were left off that thing. Like Leatherman's not on there. I think when they were, you know, going through the track listing, I think that was probably. I can I can see that being Ed's decision. Like, let's pull these off and save those for people that really want to dig for them. Like I, th- I can see that with Leatherman, like him thinking that song maybe doesn't belong. I'm not because it's a bad song. I love that song, but I think it's one of those where he wants to keep some things a little hidden, a little under the surface for people to dig in and get rewarded by finding. Yeah. And I think
1: too, with the, with the, all you know, the other sort of slower acoustic, contemplative songs on lost dogs too, that this might've been a little bit of an overkill means. Cause it's like, ah, do we do this or do we leave off B girl
0: (laughs) or, you know? Yeah. It's weird that, that B girl was on there when it, it was pretty much only Rockline that that showed up on. It never really appeared on any official release until that. Right. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. You know, and, and this, this single was out. So there was a way to get it. And, you know, you could find it basically on any uh, file sharing back in the 90s. Right. right. But, like, B-Girl, I think, was a little, since it wasn't official, it would just be, you know, whoever recorded it off the radio or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Let's see. What else do we got about this song? This is another one of Eddie's sort of uh, stream of consciousness. I think, like, lyrics probably made it up in, like, 10 minutes or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah there there were definitely some like i said there was there was definitely some mushrooms or some lsd or something involved i got to think and then that that weird that weird chorus of his voice like it's he went back in like i don't know how many tracks it is but that kind of like i don't want to say angelic but that kind of uh, like he does like a weird chorus effect like i don't know it, it's probably multiple versions of his own voice on there
1: he has some double triple tracking i think like that mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've seen like people like uh compared a little bit to uh to arc or something like that
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah and it was uh, also uh recorded and uh mixed by Rick
0: Parashar too the uh of of 10 fame that they mm-hmm. uh they didn't like his uh mix of it hence the uh Brendan O'Brien yeah. remixes just pour that reverb on there baby just keep pouring it on (laughs) yeah and it's cool like live they it is something they played a few times back in the 90s they would they would uh, they would do it like after the encore like in in chicago 94 it was in the second encore that show in dallas in 93 it was the third encore like they came out and, and played it there's a cool there's like a pro shot video of that uh, 92 Bridge School version where Dave A comes out and like sits on the floor Indian style and like plays it. And it's, it's, you know, there, there are versions out there, but that, but yeah, that Telluride version from mm-hmm. 2016 is just beautiful. Like that's, that's going to be my new go to version. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool little song. Like it's definitely, you know, not something, not, not something they, you know, they went back to for that, you know, even so it's, it's a weird kind of one off. Song And I'm, you know, I'm glad I found a home on that, that fan club single. Indeed. It's
1: real sort of, of its time in Pearl Jam's uh, career, just the, the sort of the sound of it. And like I said, like Eddie's lyrics, they're just kind of weird all over the place, but there's some heft to them. And, and when I was young and I heard it, I was just like, Oh yeah, that's this gets me this is yeah. uh this is just what i need even though i don't really know what they're talking about
0: <laughs> oh yeah i mean i i don't think many people have gone and dissected the angel lyrics but yeah it's you know it's weird pearl jam is my favorite pearl jam so i i like it when they they do kind of weird stuff like this and and, and like i said like right from the beginning it kind of throws you off because like it's it doesn't open like any other pearl jam song like kind of in the in the middle of a, it's almost opens in the middle of the riff like it feels like there should be some kind of intro or some kind of starting point but you can, you kind of like you're thrown in the middle of it immediately
1: um is that what we got for this uh, I think that's what we got man all right so uh you have uh you have some stuff that uh you can, yeah, I mean, you can point um, people to I uh,
0: I bullied my way onto live on four legs so if you uh if you're not aware please uh please go check out live on four legs podcast we cover different Pro jam live show every week it's a lot of fun uh randy and i uh and chris do that one with uh matt who checks in from time to time so uh check that out and uh yeah it's uh thanks for having me again man i absolutely love doing these it's so much fun oh yeah i mean that's uh
1: these these weird songs they need to be covered too so <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it Stick around, cause yeah, in the future I'll I'll definitely show up on some of the weirder ones. You you, <laughs> you can keep your you can keep your corduroys and your your not for use and your uh, immortalities, immortality. And I was thinking of a later one, like you can keep your given to flies and your you know. Oh, like, give give me the weird ones. Maybe by then, by the time you get to Lightning Bolt, maybe we'll have some uh, some Lightning Bolt B sides unearthed. We'll have yeah. to do mercury or whatever that one that one that leaked what you haven't heard that no evidently there was a song a lightning bolt outtake called mercury that uh Hmm. that leaked a little while ago no i didn't hear about that we'll have to do the avocado demos like a new two by four and 10 billion years cold confession i don't know those haven't been officially released so i'm just saying anything can happen anything can happen that those they owe us two fan club singles so (laughs) yeah see you never know yeah
1: well let's uh let's uh let's get out of here then so you can uh you make make your appointment and could start uh researching for that song
0: oh yeah it's it's yeah i'm kind of close kind of close thanks for reminding me you gotta gotta get you gotta get there you gotta get to hell man hell waits for no man
1: (laughs) well thanks for coming on the show john yeah of course man thank you oh you're welcome good talking to you subscribe to the better band podcast on apple podcasts google play or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app you can find us on twitter and instagram at listen Up reno i'm also on twitter at brandon p at b-r-a-n-d-e-n-p if you would like to be a guest on a future episode send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and i'll read them on the upcoming season finale episode Again I'd like to thank my guest John and as always this is Brandon saying If something's hard to do then it's not worth doing You just stick that guitar in the closet next to your shortwave radio Your karate outfit and your unicycle and we'll go inside and watch TV